This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and as always, I am joined by Yosem Joe. And we have a very special guest with us today. It is none other than Vanessa Liu. Give it up! Hey, hi guys, hi guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Now, in case you're wondering why is it that we have a special guest on today, it's because Vanessa Liu is not only our esteemed colleague, ST journalist, she's also a J. Cho super mega fan. <laughs> we have a little bit of intel. Yeah. A little bit told us that for your 29th birthday party, you and your friends actually mm-hmm. all dressed up as J. Cho songs. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Which is like that is that is the definition of a super fan. You had the J Cho theme party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it, I actually made my friends come and dress as a J Cho song. So everyone has to think of a song, and they have to come dressed as what they think that song should look like. So there was this person who came as a a rice bag draped over her herself because that's like Tao Xiang. Ooh, <laughs> that's quite smart. That's quite funny. Yeah, what else? Yeah, yeah. And at the party, I had this like section where you know I had some balloons put up, and they can actually write messages to me. So it's like Kao Pai Chi Chiu. Oh my oh goodness! Con- <laughs> love balloon. Hey, love confession. What's that? What's Kao Pai Chi Chiu? Love, love confession. Love balloon. confession. I think yeah. Oh and then uh, I had this area where I ordered all. I took orders from everyone and got their favorite bubble teas, and then it's called like. Uh, yeah, yeah, powder cha. So there are different sections in my party. Wow. Like <laughs> <laughs> what do you dress up as as the birthday gal? I'm curious. Uh, actually, I dressed up like kind of like a magician because he has a song called Moshu Sensation. Right. It's like that. Right. Oh yes, Mr. Magic. And Jay Cho yeah, himself yeah. is super, super into, into magic, magic, right? Apparently, ever since mm, he was a young yes. boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Such a dude thing to be into. Anyway, <laughs> so today we're going to go all the way back to 2000, actually a little bit before that, when he made his debut and we're going to talk about, you know, his humble beginnings, how he was discovered, like how his artistry and music has evolved through the years and like some of our favourite songs of his. And of course, you know, because I'm here, of course we'll be talking about some of his high-profile relationships <laughs> and scandals and like... Different, there are different things here, you know, to talk about. There's a lot to mine because it's been over 20 years. And then finally, I think we'll just end off, you know, on his legacy and what he means to us after all these years. So I'm going to put two of you through a J. Cho trivia tournament, okay? It's going to be called So You Think You Know J. Cho. <laughs> and I'm going to see... exciting. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to see which of you is the incomparable, invincible Stan, Okay. So can I ask both of you, how did it all begin for him? You know, he was mm. pretty much a boy next door, right? Who who wasn't born into fame or anything. No, so I think as far as we know, he has a pretty humble upbringing. But I think one of the things that stand out is that his parents fought a lot and they got divorced when he was a teenager. So like that's come into some of his songs, la, I think. And it, you can tell that he's very close to his mom because he named an album after his mom, Ye Hui Mei. And um, that's actually his mom's name. And from what I know, she sent him to study music very early on. So he learned the piano from when he was like three. And from like old piano teachers of um, J. Cho said that her, the mom was very strict la, with, with his piano, was very serious about his piano learning. So she would like mentor him. She would uh, look over like, you know, the, the piano sheets with him, that kind. So 
she played a big part in cultivating his musical talent. And he later went to major music in high school in Tanjiang, which is his alma mater, and uh, piano and cello, if I'm not wrong. But he was actually discovered in 1997 because he went to a talent competition with his friend. And I, I don't think he won or anything, but he reportedly left a piano sheet behind. He played the piano, then he like left the music sheet behind or something. And and the host of mm. that talent competition was Jackie Wu, Wu Zhongxian. Oh, yeah. famous Taiwanese yes, host. Very famous. famous. And singer also. I uh, like Zhongyi, uh, is it what? Zhongyi Ba Dian Dang, something. A lot of stuff. La. Then I think Jackie Wu saw the piano sheet and spotted his talent and was like, this guy has potential. So he signed him on. Because back then, Jackie Wu also mm. like ran a sort of like artist management record label type thing. So he signed him on. And then, but his first album was 2000, right? So in between those years, it was his like nesting years, uh, basically. So he kept creating songs and it would not get picked up by people. But eventually he did manage to sell some creations. So his, his I think his first song is actually a Taiwanese, like a Minnan Yu song for Jackie Wu called San Ming San Ri. And then um, he also sold a song to... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's San Ming San Ri. Um, he also sold a song to Jody Chiang Jiang Hui uh, called Luo Yu Shen. And she's very, very famous. So he, he started gaining some like producing and composing credits before he actually uh, managed to make it as a singer. Mm. So how then, fast forward a few years and, you know, the year was 2000. That was when he released his first album, J, right? How did that come about? Actually, uh, I think during this time, he already had an arsenal of songs that he wrote for others. And those songs have been rejected by other singers. So basically, they thought that it wasn't good enough. Lah. So um, Jackie Wu actually told him to you know, uh, choose 10 songs. Or I'm not sure whether he chose it or Jay Cho chose it. But uh, his first album was just 10 songs that uh, other people didn't want and but had ironically shot him to fame. Lah. So yeah. yeah. 10 out of 50 or something mm. like that. And... Like, can you imagine? He wrote uh, Ninja Adventure, right? Mm. He tried to sell it to, guess who? Ame. Which is like, if you listen to Renzo, right? You're wow. like, this is the least Ame song. Yeah, ever. I know, right? Like, I don't think Ame would be able to pull that off. Yeah, no, like years That's later... That's why she rejected it lah. Yeah, she rejected it. So years later, Ame actually sang that song with him on at a concert or something. And J. Cho was like, wow, I don't know why I wrote it's, Yeah, it's a, it's a weird song. Sam Joe, you wouldn't know the song, but it, one part it goes like, Ichi Ning San Chi Ninja. Ichi Ning San Chi Ninja. Can you imagine Ame singing that? Ame singing that. <laughs> it's like very amazing, right? And oh, and to bring back, right, to his nesting years, that was also the time he basically started working with Fang Wenshan, Vincent Fang, who is his very famous lyricist. Mm. Because Vincent Fang was also discovered by um, Jackie Wu, and his lyrics were like very weird. So Jay Cho saw his lyrics and was like, these lyrics are so weird, but he like really like hit it off or something. So they started working together because Jay Cho was just writing music at the start and he wasn't composing lyrics. He wasn't penning lyrics. So when his first album came out, it had like songs from like Fang Wenshan. It, had, it was all songs that were, you know, composed by Jay Cho himself. And he was like immediately famous because I think a lot of money was put into uh, promoting him because I think the company had a lot of faith in him. I want to ask both of you, like, did his muffled way of singing at the start, he, he was almost like slurring his words deliberately, like it, almost like he couldn't care less, you know. Did that like turn you on even more? <laughs> I don't know what was it about. What is it, what is it about the style of singing? <laughs> <laughs> because people usually go for diction, but he threw diction out of the window, right or not? I mean, talk about artistry. He was known for that. Yeah, no, I think, right, um, many people know that I like Jay Cho. They always say, eh, but 
cannot even hear what he's singing, but it never bothered me actually. I, I don't know why. I maybe it's because mostly when I listen to a piece of music, uh, uh, listen to a song, I focus on the music, not on the lyrics. Uh, but it's also it's also very distinct of him. It is. I, I'm I'm not sure how to say. It. I think it's a whole expression of what he wants to convey with the songs, and somehow his mumbly singing worked well. In my opinion, uh. Right, right. That, and that became his USP, his unique selling point, right? Yes. I feel like if it sounds with uh, very clear diction, right, it might be too clean. Um, mm. It might be too clean and sanitized. But speaking of, you know, his muffled style of singing, I think the evolution of his music and the evolution of his art and what he does and what he likes to do over the years is very clear and something that is always very interesting to me because it's super obvious to me that he has phases of things that he's into and then he will bring that into his music mm. and then he will move on to another phase. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but one of the phases that I really love is, and then you remember this, mm. is the Italian mafia slash European phase. It was a lot of castles. So like, it was a lot of like, he would go to Europe or like, it would be like dark and angsty. Mm-hmm. There was stuff the like about the mafia. Yeah, yeah. Back alley, <laughs> a lot of the mafia in courts. You know, like, He's, I think he's actually still quite into Europe. Like, I think he got married yeah. in a European castle, right? You know, I think recently his MVs, right, are mostly him in a Europe city. Don't know where, somewhere, a city in Europe. Walking. Uh, walking, yes. What other faces do you think he has then? I don't know. He uh, to, to me, he's always like experimenting in every album. There mm. was like New Zai Hermang, where he had his cowboy face. Oh, he had uh, total cowboy face. Yeah. I remember there's, a, there's this album where he did auto-tune and everyone slammed him for it mm, <laughs> auto-tune yeah, yeah, yeah. this song called My My and then uh, there's a K-pop style wannabe face I would call it la, where he's like dancing trying to dance K-pop style in his MVs yeah he's he's very talented la, but I don't think the dancing is his forte yeah <laughs> it's not it's not it's really not I mean he's like a Mando pop mm, king mm. essentially right and he reminds me a little bit of you know, Madonna in the English world where she, every album is a different concept and it's a different kind of like theme, so to speak, you know. So, I mean, Madonna had a cowboy face or so with one of her albums. I mean, where she wore the cowboy hat and everything. Very, it's a very, very loose reference. Obviously, two very different people and different artists. But what I'm saying is that through the years, he's definitely reinvented himself and he's been committed to that. Yes, and he has ventured into like different fields as well, mm. not just music. He has tried hosting, which is actually, if you think about it, he started off very shy and introverted. That was the image that he mm. had when he first released his first yeah. album, album, right? But he's now like hosting, joking around with people and being, you know, showing yeah. a very extroverted uh, yes. side of him, which is actually quite interesting if you think yeah. about it. Like, I think he's constantly challenging himself to do new things, venture into yeah. Hollywood and all that. He's, yeah. he's just not yeah. stopping. Yeah. Quite unstoppable I feel. he's won so many awards through the years mm. he's done so many albums so I want to ask both of you because you're like again two of the biggest mm. fans I know which is your favourite J. Cho song and why <laughs> that's the worst question man. I know it's the worst question but you know that question was coming come on so Van what are your songs okay my six songs uh, the first one is Jian Tan Ai it's the first song that I heard that made me fall in love with him uh, with his songs la. Uh, and actually it's my best friend in primary school who played it for me, on her hi-fi set while we were talking wow. on the phone. So I heard it over the phone. That's the first time I heard it. And I was like, oh my god, who is this guy, man? And what is this song? And that's when, yeah, it started. Mm. 
And then uh, my favorite prayer song would be 半岛铁盒. I love that. Uh, you听得到,给我一首歌的时间, where he also, you know, 热舞, dance with uh, Jolin Tsai at one of the concerts. 歌前, that has a very nice MV, and 回到过去. Yeah, and that's actually six, but you know I cannot choose. I know, those are six choices. So if you're a budding J-Cho fan and you need recommendations, you know, these, these are Van's recommendations, mm. right? Okay, okay, cool. Alright, Sam Joe, what about you? Oh my goodness. I mean, it's not that tough for me because like, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't say I know all of his songs. But you know, I'm a karaoke addict, right? And call me basic, but I love my auntie also. I mean, silence, <laughs> right? You know, it's a timeless song. La. You know, mm, it's a timeless classic. song. It's going to sing all five options. Okay, Dude! Carried away. Okay, and of course, you know I love Ame, right? So when J. Cho and Ame finally collaborated, I think it was in 2016 or something, yes. after so long, um, I thought it was just magic lah. Pukai, Pukai yeah. was it's like one of my favourite songs. The harmonies are so tight as well. And um, I also like one of his later <coughs> singles. I think it was quite recent. I don't think it was on an album, but he released it just as a single. Pukai uh, Wa Tao. There's a lot of and, swag to yeah, it. Yeah, I want to judge you for it. Why? Why? Yeah, because there's this part in the lyrics that go, um, <laughs> Yeah, so basically like, what, you know the muscles that I build out if you still want to lean on, yeah. you know? What, what kind of lyrics is that, man? <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Is this, is this J. Cho's bodybuilding face? Because I remember Look. that and I do not want to remember it. Look. Because there was a face where he just kept showing his muscles. He had, he had a six pack at one time. Do you remember, Jen? I do not like that face. Okay, I do not like that face. Hey, if you got it, flaunt it. Come on, come on. And you know, as someone who doesn't go to the gym, I could still relate to that song because uh. I felt like the muscles were a metaphor lah. You know, it's like all these things that build up. It could be anything, you know? Come on, give him some credit. He's a songwriter. Give him some credit. Okay, or maybe I'm just basic. Maybe I'm just, just basic. Okay, Jen, you roll your eyes. What are your top songs? You've been avoiding the question all day. Okay, fine. Um, I took a very long time to come to this conclusion, but I think I love In the Name of the Father, Yifu Jiming. Because as I said, I love his Italian mafia face. It's so like fascinating to me that he was into the Italian mafia for some reason. I also like Long Jim Fong, which is, I think, oh the most Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like, personally, I'm always in this situation where I get obsessed with someone too easily. Right. Long Jim Fong is the song no. loosely translated to is what, Hurricane, right? So you're like... Yeah, I think so. Tornado. Like, tornado, tornado, yeah. right? So you're, you're like swept up yeah, in the yeah, tornado yeah. when you fall in love with someone. Yeah, I tell you, I'm like that one. I'm, I'm the kind of woman like, you know, I get fall in love, I'm immediately swept up. It's like not healthy, but you know. Okay. Um, yeah, so that re- I feel yeah. I feel some things for that song, you know. Oh, uh, to give you some context, Sam Joe, that song is about, you know, how love comes. Uh, it comes like a tornado and then you are swept away before you yeah. even know it. Right, it right. before you know it. Right. Oh, yeah. so it comes <laughs> You can tell my love life yeah. has not been very successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, now if you're enjoying this episode of your favourite pop culture podcast, don't forget to find us on our podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Some of our episodes are also on YouTube, so don't forget to check those out too. All you have to do is to search for hashtag popvultures. Tell all of your friends about us, like us, rate us, and subscribe. All right, now back to our show. 
Alright, so now we're back to our Jaycho deep dive and from here on, I'm going to take charge a little bit because we're going to talk about his relationships, which is like my forte. Yes, so. Jen loves her scandal and gossip. I love my gossip. You know, I love my gossip. <laughs> anyway, his romances have provided a lot of great gossip over the years. So, we'll just start with, of course, the one everybody knows, Shang Jaylin and Jay and Jolin. Jolin side. The JJ relationship. The JJ right? relationship, yes. I mean, they, it was very cute. Like, apparently, they met on What's Hell's 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 which is like J- Jackie Wu's TV show. And they had a very fulfilling creative partnership until, you know, their relationship went uh, south. Lah. So, you know, he never, I think he actually never admitted to dating her. But in later years, Jolin has somewhat made it quite clear that they were dating, in fact, and that he probably cheated on her with Patty Ho. They had a lot of great songs come out of this. Like, there's like, um, Tao Tai is out of this, uh, you know, Bula Ge Guang Chang, which I talked about. There are just a lot of great songs of... Sure, yeah, Shuo Ai Ni. A lot of uh, great songs uh, of Jolene's early years that were created by Jay Chola. So obviously, you know, they, they were very close in that time. But like I said, they, he never admitted to dating her. Then he was paired. Um, with Paddy Ho, host Paddy Ho, who recently we did an episode on, you can go listen to that. He was paired with Paddy Ho and Daikanyama. That picture is very famous. It's Japan's Daikanyama, and like he, they were like shopping or something, and he has arms around her. Mm-hmm. And that was when everybody was like, oh my god, he's dating Paddy Ho. And apparently, Jolene found out through the papers <gasps> that he started oh, no. dating someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> apparently, like, apparently, apparently. But also, apparently, Paddy Ho did not know that. Jay and Jolene's scandal was true. Like, she did not know that they were really together or something. So, oh, anyway... Um, and so they ended up avoiding each other through the years or something like that, right? Apparently, Paddy Ho and Jolene, so I sort of avoided each other through the years. Jolene actually avoided Jay Cho for quite a few years or so. But Paddy is Jay Cho's most high-profile relationship uh, before marriage. They were, like, quite openly dating and um, he, like, seemed to be very happy with her. But... You know, it didn't work out. And I think even when he was dating Quinn Ling, right, his eventual wife, he wasn't as mm. high profile. Hannah Quinlivan. Yeah, Hannah Quinlivan. He wasn't as high profile as he was with Patty Ho. Then, of course, we move on to his wife, Hannah Quinlivan, who met him when she was 14. So that's a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but they are happily married now with two kids. So we're just all going to look past that. Even though yeah. they definitely started dating when she was only 17. But okay. Yeah, wow. That's, and they're, they have like, they're 14 years apart or something like that, right? What's the age yeah, gap? Yeah, 14 years apart. They seem like a happy family. So we'll give it to them. And let's hope it stays that way. What about professional relationships, Jen? Because he also got his start thanks to Jackie Wu. But there was something mm. rocky going on there, right? Yeah, I think he and Jackie will have a pretty complicated history. I don't think then you don't really cover this part, right? Like, I, I'm the only one who does this sort of, like, scandal stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, without a doubt, Jackie Wu is the person who, who helped propel him to stardom because he discovered him. And J. Cho, last time, has said before that without Jackie Wu, there's no J. Cho. So, clearly, there is, like, a lot of, um, you know, respect there. But... Um, he didn't invite Jackie Wu to his wedding, which he invited everybody Ooh. to. And um, Jackie Wu was very, very publicly upset about that. Like, Oops. he felt like he was being targeted. And there is some talk that their relationship had a rift after 2002 because Jackie was going through um, some debt issues and he sold his record label, he sold his artist underneath it to another company, la, to another entity. So there is some talk that maybe Jay Cho felt betrayed by that, but we don't actually know what happened. And 
it seems like they are at least on pretty civil terms right now. Like, um, I think when Jay Cho's kid was born, he did send like a gift to Jackie Wu or something, you know. So it's not like a, a big falling out. I would say it's just like sort of mildly. It's not irreconcilable. Yeah, I, but it's definitely like you can tell that there's a distance between them. Like they are not super in touch. Then there's of course um Vincent Fang, which is still on good terms with, even though they don't work together as closely anymore. So. It's been, what, 21 years now? His career, he's not going anywhere. He's still very much in the public eye. I want to ask both of you, like, what is his legacy, you know? Why do you think that he has such staying power? And why is it that despite even, like, you know, all the ups and downs in his career, like, even with some of the scandals, like, him allegedly cheating on his girlfriend and all that, why is it that he's still here and he's still so beloved? Honestly, to me, he just represents a generation. Like, he's an icon. And I don't think anything would take anything I don't think anything would take that away from him in the sense that like it's like Michael Jackson like we know that Michael Jackson has been accused of some really horrific things but you cannot take away the cultural impact or footprint that Michael Jackson has had on um hit it on you know English pop music mm. and I think in some ways Jaycho is the same not saying that Jaycho has been accused of anything similar but like it's almost like nothing can happen to erase his footprint because he really did change the face of Mandel Pop. You know, he popularized the idea of the singer-songwriter. He brought in so many elements that, you know, mainstream Mandel Pop was not using, um, was not using liberally, I would say, you know, rap, R&B, um, you know, very poetic Chinese, traditional Chinese style lyrics, like all those things are, you know, they became popularized or mainstream because of him. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. What about you, Sam, Joe and Ben? I remember singing karaoke at a friend's place in, get this, in Indonesia, okay? And yes, this was in my friend's place and none of them knew Chinese, okay? But for some reason, they all knew the words to Anxing. Yeah, I tell you, I have quite a few Malay friends who are like that also. Right. So I tell you, mm. he's like, he's, it's not just in the metal pop world that he's popular. His reach has really like gone beyond. And like Van, you mentioned just now, he's been in Hollywood films and everything also. Like, hey, he's not the king of Asian pop for nothing. At least I think he's the current reigning one. And um, and I'm just very happy for him lah because, you know, it's a very like Rex to riches story. So his, you know, his humble beginnings and how he was just like discovered out of the blue and he was just quietly writing his songs for other people. And then, you know, now he he just has all this like fame and recognition that he deserves and who cares about whether or not, you know, he missed out on a few Golden Melody Awards. The fact is that he's a legend and um, no one can ever take that away from him. Lah. What about you, Van? What do you think? I think for me, he is an icon because of a few reasons. When he first appeared in the scene, like what Jen said, his music was very different from what we usually listen to in Men- Mendo Pop at the time, which was full of, you know, love songs, ting ting ai ai and all that and and, and the chord progression was like typical of pop songs, like pretty standard. It sounded pretty similar mm. throughout. And then Jay Cho popped out of nowhere with his unique brand of music that has splashes of R&B, rap, and hip-hop influences. And all these are very uh, kind of like Western, westernized, uh, Western music kind of influences. Uh, but he's he sang it in Mandarin and with the occasional Zhongguofeng Chinese music elements. So it was a breath of fresh air for listeners of yeah. the time. I think fans will always talk about, you know, um, how when you listen to a new song of his for the first time, it's not always immediately catchy. Like, it might even sound a bit uh, different, sound a bit difficult for your ears, ears to digest. But it always grows on you from the second time onwards. Like, the next time you listen to it, it sounds pretty good and catchy all of a sudden. Mm. 
And then if, if you try to play like his sheet music, right, as in like sheet music um, on the guitar or piano, you'll realise that he uses very interesting chord progressions. I think it has something to do with, with his uh, piano background when he was young. He, he studied uh, music when he was in, in high school. Yeah. And, um, and his favourite composer is Chopin. So all this is reflected in his work. Uh, that that you know he 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 experiments with all these interesting chord progressions that don't typically sound good together, but somehow he makes he makes it work, and I think that's why his music sounds very different from the usual pop music we hear, and it's like over time they just they just endure and become classics. Fighting Fu Yan you listen to a listen to them for a hundred times, you still don't get sick of it. Right, just put him on loop all the way, J Cho every day. Come on. <laughs> But that's, and, and another reason I feel is also his his music really accompanied an entire generation growing up. Even now when I listen to his earlier albums, it's like I'm transported to a different era. Mm. You know, when I was still a teen, uh, navigating the tricky trials and tribulations of being an awkward teenager. Right? Yes. His music then was very sincere and very soulful. Mm. And it's it, they spoke volumes to me and my experiences. So. I can't believe you said you weren't a super fan. This is so super Yeah, fan. this is your, literally your J. Cho tribute right here. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, I'm feeling very vulnerable. Oh, you're cool, don't cry, Ben. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, it's like the, he was speaking to me via his music and telling me that, you know, I feel you, I can understand what you're going through. And that's what his earlier albums, especially uh, Fantasy and Pato Kong Tien did for me. And I think for that, um, meaning cliche as in my sound and generally said it, he also will always have a special place in my heart. Oh, <laughs> I got goosebumps just hearing that. <laughs> oh, Jen. Yeah. as they say in Chinese. <laughs> I can't believe now we have to do a pop quiz. <laughs> very touching, touching. And suddenly we have to like do yeah, a pop very touching, quiz. Touching. So I want to ask both of you, do you think you know J. Cho? And if so, how well? Okay, this is my special J. Cho trivia tournament I've prepared for the both of you. For those of you listening also, feel free to play along, okay? It's a little J. Cho trivia just to celebrate like his career, his life, his music. I've prepared eight secret questions about, you know, his music, personal life, professional milestones, yada yada. So Jen and Van are going to duke it out. And the person who gets the best of eight will win, okay? And if there is a tiebreaker, meaning for some reason if each of you get four, then I have a perfect tiebreaker game in mind, okay? It will be basically who can do the best 30 second rendition of Shuang Tse Gun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is his song Nunchucks, which is like a very fast rap. Okay, so if it's a tiebreaker, then we'll get to that. If not, we're just going to ask you eight questions and... It's very simple because we are recording remotely right now. So I can't really see any of you raise your hands. But if you want to answer, you got to say your name first. Okay. And then I will give it to you. And if you answer wrongly, then the other person has a chance to steal the point. Okay. Are we ready to play? So you think you know J. Cho. Okay. I think that as a yes. Question one. J. Cho is no stranger to the silver screen and has even starred in a couple of English films. Mm. Now name two Hollywood movies that he has appeared in? Uh, Jen! Man. Okay, I heard Jen first. Jen, go. Uh, Green Hornet? And Now yeah. You See Me Too? 
Yes, very good. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Slowly, slowly. Don't worry. Don't worry. The game is young, okay? But you're right. In 2011, he was in the Green Hornet as Kato, and he was Lee in Now You See Me 2. Yes. Okay. Now, in 2015, Jay and Hannah Quinlivan, aka Quinling, tied the knot in a high profile, fairy tale esque wedding somewhere in the UK. What was the venue for this ceremony? Is it A, Selby Abbey in Yorkshire, B, Skipton Abbey in Yorkshire, or C, Scarborough Abbey in Yorkshire? I anyhow guess. Just guess last say Ben. Ben, 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 you go. <laughs> okay, you go. I'm just gonna anyhow guess. Is it C? What is C? Scarborough Abbey. Uh. Scarborough Abbey. Eh, yeah. Wrong. Oh no. Okay, I think, I think it's A. What's A? Selby Abbey? Selby, yeah. You are correct! I knew it! I knew <laughs> it! <laughs> hey, very tikam eh. But if she got it wrong, then it's confirmed your point already. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like that one gives chance. I have to make it a bit hard because I know both of you are super fans. Alright? Okay, this one should be easy. This one should be easy. In 2006, Jay founded a streetwear brand with his friend Rick Chiang. Please spell this brand. B. Ben, okay, sorry, ben, sorry. Ben, go for it. <laughs> P-H-A-N-T-A-C and then small i. And oh, how do you yes. pronounce it? Fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. Fantasy. His album name. His uh, album name but with a twist with a P-H and a C-I. Yep. Yes, apparently it had a store in Singapore once, but then I think it's closed. Yeah, no more already. Don't know what happened. Yeah, but the brand is still going strong. You can buy the clothes online. All right. Okay, so now the scores are two points to Jen and one point to Van. All right, Van, you still have chance to catch up. Let's go. I'm going to ask you a music video question right now. Now, in his video for Love Confession, Jay roams the streets of Paris with a guitarist. He's also wearing a black t-shirt, among other things. What is the English word on his t-shirt? Okay, is it A, hey, B, hi, C, hello? C, Ben, sorry. Ben, you say C, hello, is it? Yes. Bad, wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> ben, you have to get this. I didn't even watch the MV yet. <laughs> Hey, now I'll narrow it down to two for you. Eh. Yeah, Jen, you gotta okay, guess. Okay, okay. Uh, hi. Is it hi? It's wrong, so Ben? <laughs> I can try again now. Yes, you can. Hey. <laughs> and you are correct. This shirt says oh, hey. So tikka more, please. Tikka. This one then tikka. Alright, so now Jen has two points and Ben has caught up with also two points. Alright, let's go into our fifth question. I'm going to play a snippet of one of his songs. Only five seconds. And I need you to guess what song this is. Oh my god, what? What is this? Okay, anybody want to guess? <laughs> it's just like radio silence. Come on, you can, man, you can. <laughs> How about I give you a clue? Okay, this is a very big clue. Uh. It's from his album, Yeah, Hui Mei, named after his mother. Oh my god, what? Jen. Okay, Jen. Is it Shuang Tao? Let's see, is it Shuang Tao? Yeah, 
death is struck down. <laughs> I knew it. I thought the name had to be had to be it. Correct, correct, correct. Hey, very good. Uh. How do you guess it was Shuang Tao? No, I looked at the song list of Ye Hui Mei. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> the next question, speaking of Ye Hui Mei, right? It's the album that he named after his mother. Uh, so we all know his mother's name. But what is his father's name? Oh I my give God, you a clue. I, know this. I give you a clue. The, I surname, I the surname is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know it. Eh. I think I know. Okay, don't Google. Ben, you Cannot want... Google. Uh? I know, I know. I, I think I know, but Ben, you want to try? Joe Yao Zhou. Yes, correct. Oh my god, really? Ooh, it's so young, so yes. <laughs> you just knew that from like somewhere deep in the recesses just, of your memory. I, yeah, I mean, I read it somewhere. Wow. Yeah, like documentaries about J. Cho got his father. Hello, that's a mark of a true fan. You're like, I don't know, I don't know. Is it this? Then it's like, correct. <laughs> Yay. Alright, Ben has aged up with three points Um, just to match Jen. So you're neck to neck again. The last two questions may just be the tiebreaker. Okay. The next question, I'm going to test you on his lyrics, okay? Please complete the following verse from The Longest Movie, Correct! Let's sing together! We're just having our urban shit here without Jen now. But congratulations, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. You're very good with lyrics, huh? Okay, last question. So now Van is at four points and Jen, you're at three. You may just be able to tie, but Jen, it's all up to you now. Mm-hmm. I figured that since you like his music so much, I will let you guess another song. Is it another obscure song? It's not the most obscure, but it's also not like his most famous song. But if I'm not wrong, one of you mentioned it just now. So I'm going to play the first five seconds of it. And whoever okay. can guess the song, please chime in. Okay, okay. okay first five seconds. Ben. Yep. Yeah, Powder Chow. Yes! Ben, you're that good! <laughs> Alright! Okay, Ben wins, uh, Ben wins. Ben, congratulations, you won the quiz with five points. <laughs> you are the ultimate J. Cho stand. Jen, better luck next time. <laughs> Yay! I was actually quite sad. I was actually quite sad because I was looking forward to both of you tying and then I can hear both of you try Nan <laughs> But okay, Jen, how about since you lost the game? I actually can sing Nan Yeah, you can actually do it. And since you lost, how about you doing a rendition of nunchucks for us and that will be your forfeit. How about it will, that? It's gonna be very bad. Uh. Okay. Like, it's gonna be really bad. That's what we're I'm just saying. On. It's not good. That's your forfeit. Okay, you wanna try? Okay. You wanna play the music? I just sing it dry, man. You wanna play the music <laughs> or no? Okay. No, no, music very hard. <laughs> like, you sing dry, it's awkward. Okay. Oh, God. Yes,小年的夜未眠,可别是过数吧,电影里面的妈妈上,查到有三,对,叫全家无数,老板,电铁沙场,小杨家场,印尼子公主,最擅长,被金州到铁不是,还能儿子,我习惯从小车,我习
中赛哥想要去河南中山学校的一个武当，怎么改？怎么改？呼吸吐纳新生才怎么改？怎么改？启程当天首先开，怎么改？怎么改？日行千里，西沙太，飞燕走壁破，七块去去就来。嘿，来看。What do you mean you can? You can. All right, so that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Till next time, she's Van, she's Jen, he's Sam Joe, and we are Pop Vultures. Thank you for listening. That was an SBH podcast by the Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sbh dot com dot sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times online.